Hello, FPL managers. Welcome back to another episode of the FPL Optimized Podcast. This is the podcast in which we combine analytics with the good old eye test. I am Bas, the casual manager, and my co-host is Sirtop, the data scientist. Data or grass, or data and grass? That's the question. And today we can celebrate another milestone, as this is episode number 25. Congrats with reaching number 25, Sirtop. Congratulations. Um, yeah, I wasn't here last week, but it seemed uh, Sirtop didn't really mind as he recorded a record-length episode together with uh, Brad Taylor. Today we'll go back to our usual format, though, as we wanted to record one final episode before the start of the World Cup. We might have a bit less to talk about, as there's just one game week ahead of us, but let's see what kind of advice we can still give based on the data. Let's first have a quick chat about the previous game week. I saw you enjoyed a relaxing weekend while I was stuck in my misery. <laughs> and uh, yeah, the worst thing is that I can't blame the FPL servers like some other people are doing, and rightly so in, so in most cases. But in my case, and let me just get this off my chest now before we go on with the rest of the episode. I was just doing some garden work on Saturday. It was around two o'clock here in my time zone, and I decided to take a break to watch out for some of the early team news. I saw the information about Haaland and Foden being benched again. And yeah, I didn't want to bench them or transfer them out as I thought they could still score points. But I did think it could be wise to change the captaincy. And guess what? I changed it to Cancelo. So yeah, no server issues for me. The captaincy uh, went through. Uh, it it got, you know, the, the armband got stuck on Cancelo's uh, arm. Um, so yeah, I decided to continue my garden work. And a bit later, the games kicked off. 30 minutes in, uh, I decided to check the scores. And I saw that Conchalo got a red card. <laughs> so yeah, you can imagine the shock and the swearing that went on when that happened. It was a pretty bad Saturday. I had five points from five players. Pretty oh miserable. God. Yeah. But then luckily, my Sunday was uh, completely the opposite. It was really good. I had 48 points from the remaining six players. So overall, it kind of saved my game week. But man, that Saturday was really uh, a, a shocker. <laughs> so uh, I think you had more fun uh, on, on Saturday. How, how did your game week go? Or what did you do in the weekend? Uh, I was out, out of city, actually. I was in New York. Uh, just All right. you know, having a vacation with my wife, and nice. deadline was at a reasonable time at least. I think it was yeah. about nine thirty my time. Right. But yeah. we were just outside, like going for a breakfast. So actually, my wife asked me, like, "Would you like to have a look at your team? Maybe you will need to do something at the last minute." Very kind of her. <laughs> she played FBL last season, so so she knows about the struggles, right. you know, leaks and oh, that's everything. Good. But yeah. I said, like, if I look at it now, like, I will lose my mind over it, over them. So, yeah. and I just checked very briefly. I opened my Twitter. I checked my messages. And there were, like, a message in every group chat I was part of. I decided okay. to just turn off my phone because I knew that, like, if yeah. I check only a single message, then it will bother me. I said, well, I set my team. And you know how it was yeah. going for me in the last game week. So, like, 
I knew yeah. that whatever I do, I will do it worse. So I said, well, Holland <laughs> is my captain. How bad would it be? Yeah. Um, and to be honest, like my game week was not that good. But luckily, Mitrovic uh, didn't take any minutes. So I got Gabriel from Autosub. Uh, oh, yeah. 15 points. That. That's incredible. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. I felt like I didn't deserve those points because I benched the guy. But yeah, uh, such as oh, you got a break. Yeah. No, that's good. Happy for you. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah. So as I said, it's just one game week left before the World Cup starts. Mm-hmm. Quite crazy, as I'm not really yet in the World Cup mood, but uh, probably that will uh, change soon. Uh, are you planning to play World Cup Fantasy? I'm not. I think I will just watch the games, but I don't want to play Fantasy. Uh, it will be a good break for me, I think. How about you? Yeah, the same for me. I don't want to really invest the time to study uh, <laughs> all the different World Cup options. I'm, I'm just getting ready to uh, enjoy the games. Hopefully the Netherlands will do well. Mm. Uh, at least you know that's what I hope. <laughs> what yeah. do you hope? Yeah, I mean, I, unfortunately, Turkey didn't qualify for for the World Cup. But no. yeah, this I mean this this year, then I will just root for the United States. So okay, I mean it will be different, but it will be fine. I yeah, think. yeah. They're in this group with England, I think. Yeah, so that can be an interesting game. Yeah, yeah. Wales and Iran. So quite right. quite a group they have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see, the excitement is already coming. It's coming, it's coming. It will yeah. automatically come. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's shift gears and let's look at some of the questions that came in on Twitter. That's how we will um, do it today, as usual. So, uh, yeah, we said it already before, just one game week left. And uh, there are some interesting fixtures, though. So, I think there could be some big scores potentially. And of course, that's what all managers are hoping for, to end with a bang before the World Cup break starts. So I was thinking that we just start with a general overview of some of the the best picks as uh, one-week punts. And uh, before we do that, there was a question from uh, Michael Rogers. And he was asking, what does it actually uh, decide? Or, you know, what, what should we look at to decide what a good punt is? Is it... XG is it ownership is it fixtures so so how how do you look at it sort of I think from a data point of view like one a single game week punts uh, should be evaluated first of all from a risk perspective like you can drop some of the like most popular players from your team if you think you know they will blank so as crazy as it sounds like something like maybe you can drop Holland hoping that he will mm. blank because it's only a single game week, you're hoping that he, he will blank yeah. and then you will get a huge jump in, in front of the field. Yeah. So ownership is definitely one. But the problem with ownership is we really don't know uh, before the deadline. We don't know how many people will captain Haaland, for example, or Kane yeah. or Salah. So it's yeah. always unreliable from that perspective. So, I mean, you can yeah. probably estimate to a degree, but I don't know. Ownership mm. is good to look at but at the same time uh, a little bit less reliable compared to others and mm. well I, the question also asks about whether to look at the team underlyings or the player underlyings yeah. since this is a single game week I'm tempted to say player stats would matter more 
but okay. I really haven't looked at the data to be honest. Like to answer this question clearly, we need to check the you know how the single or um, mm. individual underlyings of the players were, and then in a single yeah. game week how they perform. But mm -hmm. as you can expect, I mean, if the team stats are good, team underlyings are good, you hope the player will eventually get a return in a game week yeah. or two. But right. for a single game week punt, I think, first of all, you need to focus on the player stats. And yeah. it could be a player who generated lots of expected goals, like if you are looking for a forward or a midfielder. I think that's why Darwin is a really popular pick this game week. And yeah. I think he's a really good punt and his ownership is really low. I, I yeah. think I'm tempted to get him. And okay. I also didn't use my free transfer last game week, so I have two uh, for oh, this game that's week. Good. So I think I will be able yeah. to do it. Okay, that's good. So, uh, yeah, let's go so over some of the options. And I think you looked at it uh, for the different positions, right? So maybe we should start with goalkeepers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for goalkeepers in the premium category, Ellison has the highest uh, ex expected po uh, predicted points at 4.5. Yeah. And then we have Ederson and Loris. Okay. So, mm -hmm. I mean, Southampton is an easy game. And, well, now that they fired their manager, I don't know what to expect, but hopefully it will yeah. be easy for uh, Liverpool. And Brentford, yeah. I mean, City defense is always good. So even though the fixture mm -hmm. is not the easiest, I think that's why projection models think Ederson still has a good chance of having a clean sheet in this game. And yeah. for Tottenham, I mean, Leeds at home is a really good fixture. That's why Loris should be here. And yeah. in the mid-price category... Uh, Leeds is capable to score goals, though. I think the Tottenham game is mostly attractive from an attacking point of view. You're right. But, I uh, think yeah. I think there are not yeah. too many goalkeepers in this premium category. And, I mean, we have Fabianski, yeah. who's playing against Leicester. And then yeah. we have Pop, who's playing against Chelsea. So out of those right. the remaining ones, I think yeah. Loris has yeah. the best. But, yeah, you're right. I mean... Yeah. And also Loris's okay. uh, projections, um, well, you can see it, <laughs> audience can't, but uh, projection models, some projection models give a really good estimate uh, or projection for that game, but some of them yeah. have a really, like the variance is higher Lower. compared to Ederson, yeah. Ederson like where the older yeah. projection models give around 4.4. Right. Um, okay. And... In the mid-price, we have Ramsdale, the highest, 4.1 against Wolves. Well, yeah. I also got Ramsdale two game weeks ago. Uh, yeah. Was it two game weeks ago? I think two game weeks ago. And I saw this projection uh, about the Wolves game with a higher projection, like 4.1 is pretty solid. I don't yeah. know, but what do you think about it? Like, Do you think Arsenal has a good chance of having a clean sheet in this game? Well, I think so. I mean, uh, Wolves have struggled this season to score goals, even though in the latest weeks they've been doing a bit better. But Arsenal also is uh, quite strong in the defense. So, yeah, I, I would count on them to, to keep a clean sheet. I've got Ben White in my team and I'm planning to play him for this game week. Okay, awesome. And we have Sanchez in the second position and then Henderson, uh, well... Yeah, 3.7, but yeah. And in the budget category, we have Pickford, 
Guaita yeah. and Traverse. And their projections are for 3.9 and 3.7 respectively using ensemble data. Yeah. I mean, not too many okay. people will transfer a goalkeeper, I assume. But no. <laughs> if you ever need to transfer a goalkeeper, yeah. I think a single game week punt might work better. Because I think the issue is lots of people are worried that if they sell their existing players, they will lose some team value. Like, for example, if right. you have Holland and if you sell him, yeah. you will lose some team yeah. value. Same with Cancel yeah. or others too. So, yeah. I mean, a goalkeeper transfer might be interesting from that point of view. But, yeah, I mean. Yeah, but if you're looking for a one-week hole potential, it's probably not coming from the goalkeeper. Yeah, sure, sure. But goalkeeper discussion will be interesting once we're in December and thinking about our team for uh, after the break. Because mm -hmm. then I think, yeah, we need to consider the options again. I think a lot of people, like myself, have Pope. But uh, I think he has been a bit disappointing in terms of, uh, yeah, at the start of the season, he was getting quite some save points. But in the last game weeks, he didn't get so many. And Newcastle also sometimes lost their clean sheet. So, uh, yeah, there could be different options to consider, I think. So that will be uh, a key one uh, mm -hmm. for later, uh, from a few weeks from now. Let's move to uh, defenders. I think there are a few interesting options there maybe for this game week. Mm -hmm. In defenders, in premium category, we have uh, Trent at 5.7 and then Cancelo at 5.4 and Robertson yeah. at uh, 4.8. And, well, again, Southampton is a good fixture defensively. Yeah. But Liverpool's defense, I don't know. People yeah. probably won't pound on Robertson, but... <laughs> no. His projection is high. Yeah. And, and then I see Perisic. So Perisic is being discussed a lot as he was playing as attacker in the last game. So that can make it really interesting. It's yeah. a really out of position uh, player. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I think it depends where he will play. First of yeah. all, with uh, Kulusevic is probably back too. Uh, yeah. So. We were talking with Alon of uh, FML, FPL uh, last week about this and we watched the game together too. So, Oh yeah, I saw again, the picture. That was nice. <laughs> yeah, it was nice. And yeah, if Perisic plays forward and if he gets enough minutes, he's a really decent punt for this game week. Yeah. Well, but again... You can, yeah, again, you and can I see think Tottenham in last game weeks, they're a bit uh, shaky. Yeah? Like yesterday, they lost also for the Cup against Nottingham. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's a bit difficult to know what we can expect from them. Yeah, But no, I think as a single player, uh, yeah, definitely there's there's whole potential. But I think looking at it like this, uh, from the model and, and, and the data, if you're thinking about defense, the, the thing would be to go for either Trent or Concello. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was checking the expected versus predicted performance for Perisic. And he, I think his expected like underlying number were better than we expected. Uh, should be mostly because of the position he played. But so, I don't yeah. know. I think... Uh, yeah, he's a. I think lots of people will bring him to, but in okay. FPL, I mean, these kind of moves rarely pays, so I, I'm yeah. skeptical too. And in and if we look at the lower mm -hmm. prices, is there anyone you would recommend there? I mean, I 
got Gabriel again yep. and then Ramsdale in the last few weeks and Gabriel is top of the mid price category here yep. at 4.2 again it depends whether you believe in Arsenal will get a clean sheet or not but I think um, yeah. I mean his projections are really good and then in the yeah. budget category we have Webster but again I don't yeah. think anyone will transfer a defender this game week okay more exciting yeah, category. Well, but is... I heard some people talking, especially about Perisic. I think if you bring thinking about bringing in a defender, it yeah, could be him. Perisic, yeah, yeah as a <laughs> actually as a forward, but yeah, defender. Yeah, indeed. All right, let's move to midfield, where I think uh, more people are probably looking at the options for a punt. Mm -hmm. Well, Salah is at eight point one in premium category, okay. and then De Bruyne at six point six, but. I mean, it's just Manchester City. We don't know who will play. We don't know how yeah. many minutes they will get. So he's a risky yeah. pick. But um, like, if we assume 90 minutes or, you know, if we assume equal minutes as Salah, I think Salah is still uh, ahead of De Bruyne, but he has a very solid expect projected value too. And yeah. then we have Fernandez, but his projections are way behind De Bruyne so I think yeah. these two in the premium category yeah. are the ones that you probably consider captaining yeah and in the mid price we have Zaha mm -hmm. at 4.9 well I was keeping Zaha for this game <laughs> especially uh, yeah so because I was very close to selling him and I said well Forest game is around the corner I kept right. him, so I'm really hopeful he will get some. Yeah, well done. He did well last game week. So uh, he did, he did. Yeah, that's yeah, true. It's good that you kept him. Yeah, and Trossard is second in this mm. category, and then we have Martinelli, Rashford, and Bernardo. Um, yeah. So these projections uh, are very close to each other, with especially between Trossard and Martinelli, there's almost like no point difference. The only difference yeah. is Trossard has a larger variance, a bigger variance. Some right. models, yeah, assume he will get less points. Yeah, uh, And okay. in the budget category, we have McAllister, uh, Gross, and Gray uh, from Everton. But yeah, their projections are quite behind of the mid-price and then, of course, the premium category yeah um just looking at brighton and i have an interesting player mitoma he didn't i didn't see him much but he, he has been scoring points now in the recent game weeks and I, maybe he's not picked up yet by the data models but uh he's, he's a player to keep an eye on yeah i was just checking because i was checking who which players overperformed their like both predictions and then underlying numbers. Yeah. And checking at Mitoma, his prediction for this game week was 2.35 in uh, Mikhail Tokwam's model. And yeah. his underlyings was giving 4.3 in terms of expected. So this is based on, you know, how many shots they conceded at what XG level. And yeah. he got eight points. So he's yeah. one of the like biggest overperformers right. of their underlyings and also the predictions yeah. and I yeah. saw someone asking about him too so when things like this happen uh, like a player suddenly getting yeah. points especially in the last two game weeks 
it is really hard for prediction models to capture it because right. first of all we don't have enough data about the players and two game weeks is hardly enough to yeah. uh, judge but yeah. yeah looks like people are yeah. interested bringing him those now. kind of players can be interesting to uh, to get them early right if you really believe in them like yesterday he also scored in the cup so seems to be uh, hot at the moment and you know could also be maybe a player to consider uh, again when we think in december about our uh, team mm-hmm. for after the world cup because could be a, a cheap enabler but you know there are more of those mm-hmm. all right let's uh, go to the final uh, category which are the attackers mm-hmm. and in attackers we have holland obviously and of course obviously. at the top in the premium <laughs> category uh, 8.2, despite the minute uncertainty, because some models actually try to predict, you know, average number of minutes for the yeah. player. So, yeah, it will depend on whether he will play or not. But yeah. um, Kane is at 7.0, so like a significant gap between Holland and Kane. Yeah. And then comes Darwin at 5.7. And okay. yeah, Darwin is, as I mentioned, he might be a popular pick this game week. Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously, like, you can't really change your premium player that easily, especially if you have, you know, some money invested in Salah and Haaland, and then you can't yeah. really go to Kane. But Darwin yeah. is a good pick, and... Yeah, some he's people being mentioned a lot. I'm considering him as well. I mean, I brought in, in Calvert-Lewin last week, and, of course... In hindsight, you can say, well, that was stupid. But, you know, (laughs) two uh, good upcoming fixtures. But unfortunately, he got injured and he didn't do much that game. So I'm I'm thinking of upgrading him to Darwin. I have the budget for that. Mm -hmm. And in mid-price, we have uh, Jesus at 4.9 and then Wilson at 3.9. And finally, Skamaka. I hope yeah. I'm not butchering the name. At 3.5, again, Leicester. And in budget, we have Solanke playing yeah. playing against Everton at 4.2 projected points. And then Johnson of Nottingham Forest playing against uh, Crystal Palace. And then Mope at 2.9. But some models almost have his projections around 1, like between 1 and 2. And... Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> looks like models don't have a clear idea in terms of... Like, no. there's no consensus here. No. Yeah, okay. All right, so yeah, we went through the different categories. We mentioned a lot of names. So if you had to summarize it, uh, who are your recommended picks for this game week? Yeah, FBL Gerald also asked, uh, like, which one-week punts the models yeah. are recommending. And, well, as I said... I think I I would go for a low owned player and then I check yeah. who is the best who has the best projection under twenty percent ownership, and yeah. according to the ensemble model, uh, Alexander Arnold, Darwin, Fernandez, Robertson, as I mentioned, Bowen, yeah. Saka, Rashford, and Solanke are some of the players that are below twenty percent ownership and pretty solid projected values. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, this is a little bit yeah unconventional, Qu- but yeah. Quite some options to choose from. Yeah, and as I mentioned before, there are some really interesting fixtures. So there are different ways you could go. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, as I mentioned, I'm probably considering to go for Darwin. I think you were planning to do the same. Uh, other options I really like are Rashford. He's playing against Fulham, so I think you will get some space there. Uh, Kulusevski, as you said, he will likely play again. Perisic, they both, uh, of course, <laughs> they're in the same team, so they both play against Leeds, which can be uh, an interesting game attacking-wise. Uh, so yeah, let's see. Different things to consider. Uh, the other important question as each game week is the captaincy choice. Um, you know, of course, we have Haaland, as many people will auto-captain him. Mm-hmm. But uh, let's look at some of the recommendations. Yeah, I was checking the data and looks like Haaland is like the best choice in only two yeah. models. Fantasy Football Fix and Hub has him. They they have him as the best option, uh, in front of Salah around like eleven percent difference, and okay. the remaining models uh, which are Fantasy Football Scout, FBR Reviews, uh, Massive Data Model, Market Odds Model, Mikael Tokwam's model, and the FBR Kiwis model, they all have yeah. Salah ahead of Holland, and mm. so well if you have both, I think. Well, if you take the average, Haaland comes to 8.2 and Salah comes to 8.1. So 0.1 difference is not enough to say reliably which one is better. And again, here we are assuming an average number of minutes for Haaland too. So it will be a tough choice again. I think most people, as you mentioned, will captain Haaland, but Salah is a really good option too. Again, Yeah, and he's in form. Right, we've seen that last game week. Yeah, and also he's not going to the World Cup, so maybe uh, he wants to, uh, you know, he wants to still show what he can do before <laughs> before everybody yeah, that's leaves. Haaland is not going to, right? No, that's true. You could say the same for Haaland, indeed. That could be interesting. Yeah, I mean the ownership. Yeah, you can consider it from two ways, right? Uh, mm-hmm. You don't want to fall behind, so for that reason, you want to captain Haaland. But on the other hand, yeah, if you want to gain some ground, it can also be interesting to go for the alternative option with Salah. So something for people to consider. And I guess people will again be waiting for some early team news as Man City is again uh, the first game. Uh, But yeah, be careful. We saw last weekend uh, there were some issues with the server. I don't know if they uh, fixed that by now. So again... Uh, be careful with that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah, FPL Stan was asking if we should consider Cancelo as a captain. Well, personally, I did it last game week. <laughs> I wouldn't do it again. <laughs> Even though, you know, yeah, it was a, quite a light foul he made. The, the red card. Uh, I mean, it doesn't happen that often, but yeah. Don't you consider Kamal? Like, what are the chances of him getting another red card in, you know, yeah, two consecutive very, games? Very low chance, indeed. <laughs> and uh, we know Cancelo can haul, so maybe he will do that. But that was, a, you know, that was a, what I was thinking last game week as well. But I think, no, for this game week, I will go for an attacker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I also checked the captaincy poll in Fantasy Football Scout very quickly now, yeah. and it looks like Holland is ahead with 65% of people okay. considering him as the captain. Salah is at 12%, De Bruyne is at 6.6%, and Cancelo is at 3%. So 
Okay. As you see, yeah, people are some people are still considering cancel as a captain option. So um, yeah, we will see. Yeah. yeah. All right. So um, some people are also thinking about maybe making a hit or taking a hit for uh, the last game week to bring in an extra player and and you know try to to go for a big score. But I guess that for just one game week, that's not really recommended unless it could be for a captaincy candidate. And yeah, there could be some people who maybe sold Haaland last game week when, mm-hmm. when they heard that he was on the bench and they might now consider to bring him back. So yeah, would you consider, would you recommend to, uh, to take a hit to bring in s- some key players? I think if you have all your players playing, I mean, if you don't need to replace a player who's injured or you know out like out because of the rotation or anything there's really no advantage of taking a hit for a player unless you are considering the captain him so that the difference right. is actually multiplied by two um yeah. and to be honest i don't know if so the also can't ask about kdb to holland for a hit so the difference is not that big. I think it's around 1.6. And yeah. so even if you multiply it by 2, it is 3.2 points, projected points. I wouldn't do it. And I don't think models would recommend out of the box. Like if you just mm-hmm. run a solver, they won't probably recommend taking a hit. But again... If you are worried about people will captain Holland and then it will be really risky for you, then yeah. then it kind of makes sense. And yeah. but I don't know. I don't think taking a hit is a good idea only for a single game week in general. No, in general, no. Okay. All right. Then quite a specific question, but let's let's include it as FPL Nordic. He's uh, a regular. Uh, a listener we know <laughs> mm-hmm. and he was asking um yeah he, or he thinks that many people are debating to go either for Perisic or jesus for this week we didn't talk so much about jesus yet mm-hmm. but yeah if it's about those two what what would you advise yeah in terms of models i think jesus is ahead in two models on the fantasy football fix and Mikkels, and in all the yeah. other models Perisic is ahead if we assume equal minute time like equal equal play time for both of them and however in terms of the average so if we take the average jesus is still ahead of perisic uh, 0.1 so it means again same with holland sala captaincy decision this decision is also very 50 50 there's no clear answer but looks like both market odds and also fbi reviews model have Perisic ahead of Jesus with a margin. So mm-hmm. I feel like, I mean, if you're between these two only, and yeah. since it's only for a single game week, I think Perisic, that's what I will do. Yeah. That's my personal opinion. But yeah, me too, yeah, I think. There's no clear answer in terms Against of leads. Yeah. Could be an interesting one. All right, cool. Well, I think that sums it up as our uh, advice for the final game week. Do you agree? Yes, mm-hmm. I do. Okay. Well, all right. Thanks, Sertop. It was nice again to talk to you. We, mm-hmm. we might not see each other for a few weeks. <laughs> True. <laughs>
Well, let's see. We're not. Uh, we don't have a fixed plan yet. We'll certainly uh, bring out some content again in December or maybe already in November as well. Uh, we might have some guests on the show. Uh, we'll see. But as most people will start to focus on the World Cup, uh, we'll probably take a, a short break from uh, FPL side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So for now, good luck everyone with game week sixteen. Uh, enjoy the World Cup. Please do subscribe for our podcast so you know when the next episode is out. Or you can follow us on Twitter. As you know, for Sirtalp, it's at SirtalBilal. And for me, it's at BelfiBB. See you back sometime. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Bye-bye.